Hi, it's Dave and Debbie here of the Dave and Dijanovic Show on KSL News Radio. We're on live on KSL News Radio Monday through Friday, starting at nine. And every day we start off with the launch, so the keyword is going to be launch. So text that keyword to five seven five zero zero, and you'll be entered to win a pair of AirPod Pros. Dave, Dave, and Dijanovic. Hey, it's Friday. It's perfect time to subscribe to the Dave and Dijanovic podcast and be part of our exclusive podcast contest. Uh, this is just for our podcast listeners, so make sure you subscribe. You can do so through kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. And then you're going to listen for Dave to give you a keyword. And then you're going to text that keyword to 57500. Uh, time's running out. We are short on time because the contest ends at the end of February. Uh, and you can enter to win a pair of AirPod Pros. So make sure you subscribe to the Dave and Dujanovic podcast and then listen for that keyword. The following preview has been rated G and is appropriate for all audiences. Yay! It's movie show time with <laughs> Steve and Andy. I love Fridays and I love the fact that you guys are on at 11 to 1 because we can listen to you during the lunch hour. Taylor Morgan, in today, you guys, for um, Dave Noriega, do you have a favorite movie, Taylor? Oh, goodness. Debbie, way to put me on the spot there. He's like, um, I can't think of any. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, Top Gun Maverick is still oh, probably my go-to rewatchable right now. Yeah, that Hard came up on my recommendations, Andy, for my streaming. I would never argue with that because that was the best movie of the year, in my opinion. Absolutely. In I agree. Tw- in 2020, was it one, two, 2022? Yeah, about yeah. 20,000 movies ago. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was 2022. That was the big shocker for me when it came up on streaming. I was like, oh, is that, oh, is it two years ago? Uh, so we want to talk to, uh, I know you guys are going to talk about movies and streaming and all that good stuff during your show, but um, you guys kind of... Uh, nudged me on this question, and I appreciate it, you guys, um, on what movies or shows, in my view, just haven't been able to stick the landing, like where the landing is super disappointing. And I've got one. Do you guys have one? Well, this kind of comes about a couple of the things we're going to talk about today. Uh, Sometimes, Debbie, we get a little lucky as the people who review it. They send us a whole season of something that you end up having to wait like eight weeks if you were going to watch it as it drops on streaming. And so... We get to binge it eight weeks before anybody else has oh. a chance to binge it. And so sometimes you start a series and like, like for example, today one of the series, Constellation, had dropped three episodes. Right. So you get to watch the three, but then Steve and I, if we had time, and Steve did, I didn't quite have enough time, could watch all the way to the end. But that's not going to air till like end of March. That's because it hooked me. But when I got to episode seven and eight, like, oh, no. They kind of, they didn't stick the landing. I think that's the hardest thing for filmmakers or series showrunners to do is to stick the landing. Get that third act right. So what would that, what is this show about? Can you tell us? Uh, well, Constellation, it's about uh, the, the stars. <laughs> yeah, it's about a lady on the International Space Station. First of all, it's oh. better than the International Space Station movie we got last month. <laughs> that's true. Oh, Let's wow. say that. Let's hope. But okay. it, and I and I saw the first three episodes, so I know exactly what he's talking about. I am intrigued. Yes. And so I'm I'm kind of sad to hear that it maybe isn't gonna stick the landing, so to speak. Well, it's that's it, such a good phrase because yeah, you, you're as a gymnast, you could do everything perfect, and if you wobble on that landing, yeah. You, well, the idea is that there's something going on uh, on the space shuttle, or not the space shuttle, but the uh, International space Space Station. station. 
and there's a group of people up there and something happens and then something happens again but it's completely different and so what is the anomaly that's creating this strange occurrence in in, in events and they just build it up so beautifully and then when you get to the last episode or two they're like oh here's here's what we think and like wait no wait no no <laughs> that's not even nearly as close as what the buildup that you gave me for this particular event is not the, you know, I, and I'm sure that the people will be satisfied yeah. with that. But I, I just sat there like, no, come on, got to give me more than that. But that better. got us thinking because there are movies and series that you just loved the journey. And then yeah. at the end, you were like, I kind of liked the journey more than the destination. Okay. Exactly. So I'm so now, glad. I'm you, curious what you're yeah, going to say. I'm so glad you guys prompted me on this because I've been wanting to say this for the last couple of years. So let me just set up the scene. Um, I'm at my house. It's, you know, I'm reading this book every single day and I because it is like one of the biggest books of the year uh, where the crawdads sing. Mm. And then the movie comes out, right? So I am timing my reading of this book, which if you don't know about this, basically it's set back in the 1950s in the swamp, in the marsh, and it involves a, a very young girl whose parents abandon her and she's got to basically figure out a way, her whole family abandons her, she's got to figure out a way to survive in the marsh. And she does it by, you know, selling crawdads and, um, and, and documenting all the animals of the marsh. And along the way, she meets, um, she comes in contact with like the high school quarterback and she doesn't go to school. But she gives it, and eventually it turns into a situation where he, at one point, uh, attempts to assault her, and he beats her, and he attempts to, and I'll use the word, rape her. So, um, at some point uh, in the book, um, when she's in another city, um, this individual ends up being killed, and uh, of course they think she did it because after that encounter she with has him reason. yeah she has reason right uh, after that encounter with her him she's also heard by a couple of fishermen screaming i you know i'm going to kill you if you ever do that to me again so okay i read this whole book you guys and i time it to literally set the book down on a weekend <laughs> afternoon jump in my car and drive 2 miles to the movie theater i've already pre-bought my ticket i'm there alone so I don't have anybody to bother me while I'm watching no this movie, okay? For There's no fingerprints on the railing, great stuff. No fingerprints. Being isolated is one thing. Being hunted, quite another. The Marsh girl, she killed him. No, I never And I am sitting me. there for, I don't know, it felt like a three-hour movie. It probably wasn't. And I, they got to the end of the movie. And in the book, I felt at the end, she did it. And in the movie... I felt like I didn't know who did it. And I got to my car after that, and I'm like, yeah, I like the book better. So I felt <laughs> like the, the movie did not stick the landing the way the book did. So I, I appreciated you uh, prompting me on that question because that has bugged me ever since. Mm. And I, in fact, I wanted to go back and read the book. It's on my, it's on my coffee table to read again because I want to make sure I got the book right now. You, Debbie, you set yourself up to fail there. You have to read the book after oh. you watch the movie or the TV series because I'm sorry, but the book will always be better. Because that's your imagination inside your own head. That's a great point. With the exception of Jurassic Park. Ah, touche. Oh. That, book, that movie it, was it, way better rarity, than the book. It, and it's because you have a billion-dollar fund in your head to create yeah. all of the props and 
places that you want to go, and they're in your brain. You don't have to wait for somebody to put it on, on the screen. So books are always, nine times out of ten, the books are better than the movies. Yeah, and I think you guys brought up a great point that I, I do, look, it's, they do great work. Movie producers, directors, they do great work. I don't, don't even know how, the, how they do this stuff. But um, I think the struggle is, like, how do we get out of this? <laughs> and make our viewers or uh, our readers feel like we've the the ending is ex- we're delivering the ending for them. Well, and that's hard because sometimes the story I, I don't that's I'm not a writer enough to to give yeah. proper crit- critique, but you'd hope that they'd start with the ending and then build the story. But there it feels go. like a lot of times they have an idea of of what they want to get to as far as like the high point, but. And so they get to that point, and then they're like, well, how do we finish this? No, we I felt like of Killers it? of the Flower Moon wrapped itself up in five seconds after taking three hours to tell the story. And then it's like, here's Martin oh, no. Scorsese doing a radio thing. Well, here, here's you a guys, good example. You, you guys, oh, we got to go, but I, oh, okay. you guys are up next, so you can use your good example <laughs> in 30 seconds. But the Killers of the Flower Moon, I've read that book. Uh, now I don't know. Maybe I won't go see the movie. Taylor, thank you. Thank, thank you, you, Debbie. It was a pleasure. Yeah, it's a lot of fun having you, and you have a great weekend. You too. Andy and Steve, up next.